Borderland Training Bites, the official podcast for the Borderland Training lifestyle in 15 minutes or less. With today's host, Nathan Wago, talking about Knuckle Up, the value of wrath for the self-defense mindset. Hey guys, this is the official podcast for Borderland Strategic Performance Institute. I'll be your host for today, Nathan Wagar, and we're going to be talking about how to harness wrath for the purposes of fighting back in a self-defense situation. So when I was a kid, I moved to a bad neighborhood and I was one of the few white kids that I knew. It was pretty much an all Mexican neighborhood and they didn't like me at first. They didn't accept me. I got picked on a lot. Uh, I used to get in fights a lot, and by that I mean almost every day. You know, it was finding new routes to school, getting jumped, and I was never a fighter. I wasn't good at fighting back. I didn't know how, for one thing. I I don't know, man. I, I was just, uh, I was a quiet introvert nerd. I mean, I like to read. I would read all day if I could. My big thing was the Hardy Boys. Um, I had the, the whole old school set and the newer ones, the Hardy Boys case files. And man, I, I just like to read. I like to read those uh, do-it-yourself science experiment books. Like that was the kind of kid I was. I liked animals a lot. I like to take care of strays and rehabilitate stray cats and stuff like that. I mean, I just, I was never an aggressive person. And my mom wasn't a particularly aggressive person, and so she never really fostered that fighting attitude. So I used to get beat up a lot, and one day they were they were picking on my dog, and they kept kicking at him from underneath the gate. And I didn't do anything about it because there was just too many of them, and they were too big. You know, I was a small kid. But I got really, 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 really angry. And later on that same day, one of them started picking on my brother and actually just hit him out of nowhere. And I didn't see it. He came and told me about it. And I remember, keep in mind, this is, I was like eight, you know. Um, So this isn't like I was Thor or anything like that. But... I remember walking up to him and everybody was gathered around him and I just, I started to beat the shit out of him. And it was a, you know, it was a sloppy fight. I didn't know what I was doing. And like I said, we're kids, so <laughs> no, no harm, no foul, right? I mean, it's not like we're knocking each other out or anything like that. You know, we're just a couple school kids scrapping, but, uh, I didn't get jumped. It was a one-on-one fight. And after my dad talked to me because he had visitation And he sat down and he told me about how he was a Golden Gloves boxer and my grandpa was a prize fighter that actually used to fight down and take, you know, not legal, I guess, but just fights down in Mexico and how I had family that actually fought with Pancho Villa. And so my roots, ironically, with the Mexican people went a lot deeper because of my because of our uh, our Irish line. And he explained to me the context of my role as the oldest and a protector of my brother and this and that. So basically, he just schooled me in all this stuff that dads, you know, teach their kids. 
And from that day forth, not only did I never let anybody pick on my brother or my dog, but I never let anybody mistreat me. And I think this is really important because everybody talks about mindset, but oftentimes people don't have a lot of training in uh, what mental game actually is. It is not just something that you snap onto the physical. You have to train it with the physical. But more than that, you have to have a sense of context. In mental game, you need to be working for your, your end game. And so everything you do has a purpose. There's no wasted motion. There's just performance for those end goals. And you have sub goals and task performance cues and stuff like that, task relevant cues. But you have to have the context. Now, especially in individual sports and stuff like that, like boxing or whatever it is you're doing, there's an element of mental game, not only in the performance, but also in uh, the fighter's spirit. How bad do you want to be there? Now, the problem is, is that in a self-defense situation, it can be hard to muster that. I teach a lot of women, uh, especially from the domestic shelter. And one of the big things is getting them to give themselves permission to fight back. And the problem with that is that Outside of actual like sports psychology, mental game training, the other method that I see a lot of instructors do is they rely on getting angry. And the problem with getting angry is that getting angry basically narrows, it it raises cognitive load and it narrows down your ability to not only think, but also to adapt. And what tends to happen is that you go on autopilot with whatever it is that you were already doing. And if that's a bad course of action, you know, that's the beginning of the end for you. In a self-defense situation, that isn't good enough. We need to be able to adapt with changing circumstances, but we also need to be continually driving with that aggressive pressure. Now, anger can do that, but anger itself is just an element of arousal. You know, so there is something that we call... uh, Basically, it's an optimal level of arousal for performance so that you don't want to be this completely detached person where you're just like a machine going through the motions of effective techniques and this and that. Because basically, at the end of the day, grit is what wins the fight. And if you get too tired, then anger can fade. And so what's left? And the problem with a lot of these uh, these women, especially, and I, I say this because they have a place that's near and dear to my heart is that a lot of them had been battered down. They did not provide that context for themselves and in society and their role in society and their idea of what should be. And so what defined them is their relation to the aggressor, a victim, basically. And it's hard to break out of that. And I I say that from experience. You know, I've gone through a lot of abuse myself, a lot of violence uh, from childhood to adulthood. And I know how it can feel when you don't have that context. And that's why I think it's really, really important to have a moral and ethical code, a framework, not just for yourself, because a lot of people think in this individual mentality, you need to connect yourself with everything. You need to have an idea of what the world is supposed to be, what is right, what is wrong, who are you in context to others. It doesn't necessarily have to be something religious, let's say, because in the military, they do something like this. You are defined not just as a soldier, but in context of the others around you. And you all are defining context of the larger unit and so on and so forth. 
So there's connections in every direction, and you can draw on that as an idea of what you should be, what should be happening. And so when the chips are down, you can you can draw on that. You know, uh, there's been times when I and others have been like pinned down behind a vehicle or something, and you have to get angry. But it, it's not a real anger. It's 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 sort of a transcendent anger, and that's what I mean by wrath. So there's an element of justice involved. You have to see that things are supposed to be a certain way. In this situation, they are not that way, and by God, you're going to get it that way because you are X, and these people are counting on you, or you deserve to be treated this way, and you are going to use that to drive yourself always to the end goal. That's mindset. Now, there's there's mental elements there, too. I mean, you can't allow yourself to get just crazy with rage because, again, that's not that's not focused anywhere. That is not going to sustain you through the hardest situations. Kind of a good example of it is, you know, when you get your ass beat by your parents as a kid. I don't know if they still do that anymore, but I got the living shit beat out of me by my dad a few times from uh, how I talked to my mom. And it was with what I would call wrath. It was not what I would call anger. And and these definitions are my own, but I'm uh, hopefully I'm getting the point across. It was because he would always wait. He would never spank me when he was angry. He would wait. And then with deadly seriousness, he would just beat the living shit out of me because I transgressed. Like I broke the code and that needed to be punished. And it was punished vigorously. And then it was done. But that discipline comes out of righting a wrong. A lot of people, they might get mad, like, oh, this isn't fair. But a lot of the women that I worked with, they, it's almost like they didn't believe that they deserved to take physical action to right the injustice. Because to do that, you have to have an idea of your broader context, how you fit into the story, so to speak. And again, their only context was in being a victim. So the big thing that I would ask you to do, and remember, this is just an element of mindset. This isn't the whole spiel because mindset is not something tacked on. It is something that you are continually working in with the physical material. There are advanced ways to work that, but we're not going to get into that here. What we're going, what we are going to get into and what I want you to think about is first off, take yourself completely out of the context where the other person is attempting to victimize you and think of yourself just as a unit. What gives you your humanity? Okay, figure out what it is that makes you stand on your own two feet. And then you need to start thinking of yourself in context to others. Who relies on you? How should things be? A lot of people, they won't fight for themselves, but they'll fight from they'll fight for someone else. And I can understand that. That's what it took for me. A lot of people are like that. You could call it mama bear syndrome, big brother syndrome, whatever. And in the military, it's like that too. These guys aren't fighting that hard for themselves, but they might fight that hard for someone else. But you should probably reverse that. And I know this can be hard to do, but think of it from the other person's point of view. He might not fight for himself, but he might fight for you. Why? What makes you so different then? You need to learn that even if you don't like yourself, you have a certain value regardless There is a certain way that things ought to be. And when someone attacks, when someone devalues your space in this universe, there should be wrath. And no matter how he beats you down, 
or she beats you down, whoever it is, you are going to write that injustice with equal force. You are going to repel that attack. And yes, all the technical aspects will happen too, but that drive needs to come from that. It comes from knowing your space in this world and you're reclaiming it. It can be according to a code. It can be according to love. It can be according to any number of things. But what it can't be according to is if you like yourself. You know, you have you earned your spot on this planet. Now you need to keep it. And that means you need to fight. That person may have some good qualities. You know, sometimes it could be a loved one that's abusing you. That's fine. But love has nothing to do with it. Just like, you know, my dad would still whoop my ass for talking shit to my mom. Certain things cannot be done. And you need to know that those things are there and that those lines can't be crossed. And you need to push back until that line is reestablished. No more, no less. Funny story, the next day, uh, the kid that I uh, had gotten in a fight with, (laughs) he had told his older brother, and his friends, and they came, and they started picking on me (laughs) the next day. And it was funny, because my dad had sat me down after he taught me all this family history and stuff, and he he taught me one thing, how to throw a liver shot. (laughs) And he's like, you punch him right in the gut, son, and he's going to knock him on his butt. I was like, yeah. Well, (laughs) that (laughs) that was the only boxing training I got that day. And so, you know, this this kid's older brother came up and I whacked him right in the stomach and he just kind of looked at me, <laughs> pushed me on my ass and uh, then he laughed and they walked away. But by God, I put my all into that shot. And sometimes that's all you can do. You need to be able to walk away with your head held up high. So to, to wrap up, Just working to the end goal of performance to terminate the fight, that's not enough because this isn't just performance, this is performance for your life. So you don't just need anger, you need wrath. You need anger in a transcendent context of right and wrong and what is and isn't and what should be and what isn't yet. You need to pick yourself up, basically, and and just drive towards what you know should be. Not based on whether you're tired, whether you want to, again, whether you like yourself, whether you think you deserve it, just subjectively. You need to have principles, and you need to be aware of your ties to other people and what's important to you. And you need to draw on that and realize that that is your reference point. And then you need to fight. There's an element of anger there in a sense, but it's not really an arousal type of anger because, you know, in the army, we would be very, very aggressive. And yet I can't say that I was ever really angry, but you know, it's, it's, it's the army. We're like, oh, you know, but are we angry? Well, sometimes some people, you get kind of pissed off sometimes the first time you get shot at. But after that, it's just, you know, you're bringing the pain. Why? Because that's what we do. Well, this is what you do. You survive. Anger doesn't play a part in it, but wrath does. And you let your wrath at the way things ought to be but aren't, and you let that drive you through to the end. And it's not over till it's over. And so those are my thoughts on that. Again, if you have any questions, go ahead and send an email to info at borderlandstrategic.com. You can also send it to Nathan at borderlandstrategic.com. And until then, train hard and stay safe. Stay safe.